on the air, on your phone, and even your smart speaker. You're listening to Joey and Lauren On Demand. The show starts now. It's Joey and Lauren. It is uh, time for your Joey Life Hack. I've shared something similar before. I don't know if I've shared the stats of it, but why eating slower is a life hack. The faster you eat, the more weight you gain. A study showed that a fast eater gained 4.2 pounds over eight years. Slow eater only gained a pound and a half. I think I've heard that. Yeah, I Did probably I shared it from you. Did you do this before? So I've heard it from somewhere. And it makes sense because the faster you eat, it's like your stomach doesn't know that you're full yet. So then you keep eating. That was my biggest problem. When I was younger, I was a super fast eater. But that's youngest out of six. When mom had beef stroganoff on the table and there were six kids, you had to get your seconds quick. You were never guaranteed okay? to yeah, get enough food exactly. unless you went quick. Mom right. stroganoff was king. Like beef stroganoff, something I only ate as a kid with my mom. I've never had it since. I don't even know the last time I've had beef stroganoff. Where can you get beef stroganoff in oh, this town? Oh, I'm sure there's places. Um, I, it would take me probably a week to find beef stroganoff. No way. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to Google beef stroganoff yeah, do and it. See, if it's, see if I can find it Google close it by. to see if you can find it. Beef. I bet you there's a restaurant right under your nose that you don't even realize has beef stroganoff. I do not even know how to spell beef stroganoff. Here's the recipe, <laughs> beef stroganoff recipes. S-T-R-O-G-A-N-A-F-F. Google fixed it for me. Beef stroganoff restaurant, okay? Yeah, it gave me a chain restaurant, and I guarantee they don't have it. That's what <laughs> Okay, it is. well, if you know of a stroganoff restaurant, please let Hit us know. Hit me up with the stroganoff there recipes, man. I need it. So we found a new show on Netflix. I think it's new. It was trending. It's called Indian Matchmaking. Oh, yeah. And I so think... So good. So let me, let me actually look this up. So Indian Matchmaking is the name of the show, and it is about arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Google's telling me it came out in 2020, so we just discovered it. Yeah, it, it, it popped up as uh, uh, trending or something, how, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. Netflix does. So anyway, we just barely started, so we haven't even gotten into it really yet, but Joey looks over at me as we're watching, and he's like, man, I could totally be in an arranged marriage. Well, not and only then that. you said that you want our children to be in arranged marriages. I believe what I said is, honestly, Lauren... We should have our kids be in arranged marriages. It'll be a lot easier. I think that was my exact quote. Easier for we who? Sh- for everyone involved. Everyone involved. The think only about- people that are involved are the our child and their future spouse. We get it. We get to choose. Think about this. We get to choose who our kids' in laws are going to be. How nice is that? We don't have to deal with any drama of <laughs> yeah. They they follow their heart. They fall in love with someone, but their family's crazy, and then we get looped in with all that drama. We don't have to deal with that anymore. Well, why do we get to choose? Why Just can't think about our how child easy choose. Think about this. Think we have a ton of friends that all have kids around the same age as we do. Why not we have them over for dinner, and we just throw it out there? And say, listen, we like each other. We get along great. Our kids get along great. They're young right now. They're impressionable. We raise them up knowing they're going to get married. They don't have to deal with all the trauma of, I mean, you know. Dating yeah, when you're, finding when you're, a mate. When your daughter comes home from high school and she's bawling her eyes out because Chad didn't say yes to prom or whatever it is. And, oh, my gosh, David's now dating Danielle. And I have a crush on David and Danielle knew it. Think about this. We raise our kids and we know we got two boys right now. And we say, hey, listen, you're going to marry you know, our friend's daughter, Lucy, you're going to marry our other friend's daughter, Collins, and it's done. And it's all done. <laughs> We're all friends. We all hang out. It yes, would be but perfect. That's so unrealistic. And here's why you say, oh, we're all friends. We're in-laws. We can be friends with each other. When have your parents ever hung out with 
my parents. It's not realistic. Couple it of rare occasions. Happen. Also, my parents are like 20 years older than your parents. It doesn't matter. My I still parents think they're the same age. get along with Lauren's grandparents <laughs> better. They do. If they were even the same age, though, I just don't feel like that happens. Listen. Maybe, maybe, maybe there are families out there and it does happen, but I, I do feel like the only time my parents ever see your parents are at like a big yeah, but, life family event. But think about now, not even having the stress right now of will my son or daughter find love? We already know it because they've got an arranged marriage. We could even. That's not is, love. We could even, you, you can't force someone to fall be. in love. I guarantee you, I get, first of all, the, the show is going to talk about the numbers and success rate. I, I actually, you should look this up. I bet you there are fewer divorces. In arranged marriages than there are in natural right, marriages. See. Divorce rate. Divorce rate on a ma- arranged marriages. Because right now, the national average for divorce is like 50, 55%. Arranged right. marriages. Here we go. divorce rate of arranged marriages is less than 4% versus 40% of marriages in the U.S. where partners choose to marry on their we're own free will. We're playing with math here. We're going, against, <laughs> we're going with the numbers. But is that because they feel forced against their will? They're no. not actually in love. They're I just guess. forced to stay together. There's probably some, some scenarios. Okay, almost all. But but think of by the time our kids are seven, like when our kids are 17, 18, we start telling them, hey, remember, you're going to marry so-and-so. We could even get the date down. Check this out. We could start saving right now. We could start saving money right now for our kids' weddings. And we could have the date booked. I could put it on my Google calendar. So what if our, our or son grows up and she's like, mom, I just don't love her like you think I should. She's just my friend. I'd say 4% divorce rate, buddy. Do you want to be divorced? But if you, you don't feel that? that love, that attraction, that whatever it is, everything else involved, that innate soul body connection. Mm, overrated. What's- Ninety, <laughs> 96% success rate arranged marriages. That's what I tell my kid. Be like, do you want to do you want to go into something knowing that you have a 96% chance it works out? Or do you want to go into something that has a 60% sure, Joey, chance it works out? Sure, it could out? work out, but are you happy? It are you be. happy? I think that's why we started. I would love to know the percentage of arranged marriage couples that are happy. I'm sure there's a lot. I'm not knocking on that, you know, but I'm just saying I want to know is there happiness. And also, I would love it if you are in an arranged marriage. Shout out to us. Please text us. I want to hear all about it. 68719. And if you're not happy, lie and put a text in that says you're happy (laughs) so I can win the argument. It's Joey and Lauren. It's your trending stories with Joey and Lauren in the morning. How about this? This woman, an Amazon driver in uh, Lake City, Florida. She's being praised for her heroic actions. She saved the lives of three puppies that were trapped inside a burning home. So she called first responders first. sounds like a movie. Like it's something you'd see in a movie. So noticed smoke, called 911, and then the homeowner wasn't home, so she went in to the home, saved the puppies' lives. That's amazing. Shout out to you. Three puppies. Now what do you get that person? Well, Jeff Bezos should send her like a nice little billion, you know? Could you imagine he gets that's, briefed? That's nothing. Jeff Bezos shows up to his weekly Amazon meeting. Anything I need to know? Yeah, there was uh, one of our drivers uh, saved some puppies. Yeah, throw a bill. Yeah, yeah, give her a billion. <laughs> give her one of my uh, yachts, please. That would be a very nice thing. Isn't that do. amazing? Though, what do you do though if you're the uh, homeowner? She saves your puppies. Do you have to know. do something about, at that point? I would not order from Amazon seven times a day so the person give can have a break. A break. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder... Do, right place, right time. I love if it. If you work for Amazon, let us know this question. Does the same person have the same route like every day? So the person that's delivering the stuff to our house, are they the same people? Because I'd like to know that because I'd like to know their name. i like to thank them. And you know, for Thanksgiving, I'd like to invite them over. Right. Efficiency purposes, I think it's a good idea to have the same route. But man, that would get boring. 
every yeah, day. Yeah, it's going to the same, the same houses. So I don't. I actually don't think so because it is rotate. it a guarantee that but everybody on your route or all those houses are actually going to be ordering that day? So man, I have a lot day. of questions. Do you Me do too. you take the van to your house? Or do you return the van to like a warehouse? You probably go to a warehouse. Yeah, probably. And then drive home in your own car. Yeah, that makes sense. I think then you got, I wouldn't then you got want that in my driveway because people are going to be like, hey, when yeah. are you bringing my stuff? Yeah, where's my chapstick? <laughs> I ordered it two minutes ago. Where is it? I'd be curious. Amazon drivers text us yeah. 68719. Oliver Shane Hawkins, the son, the 16-year-old oh, son. I bawled my of, eyes out watching this video. Yep, late Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. So they were on stage. Yeah, the they, Foo did Fighters. A, they did a whole Taylor Hawkins tribute show. Yep, they were doing a concert and they invited Taylor Hawkins' son and he played the drums. Here's a little snippet of that. Come up and play with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Mr. Shane Hawkins on the drums. All right, so that's uh, he, Dave Grohl yep. introducing him, and song. he's going to go ahead and start drumming right now. Oh, I got my chills. hero! My I hero! I have chills. This just, is let's Taylor's. Just let it ride for a second. Right. You got to hear this. This is just—if you haven't seen the video, please look up the video. I have this chills. Sixteen-year-old son of Taylor Hawkins, and he's rocking oh it. Oh my too. gosh, I'm getting emotional just yeah. thinking about it. And he goes off towards the end of the whole drum solo. Yeah, it's so good. And the whole time they're showing the 16-year-old kid, I just, I I can't imagine, and I watched it probably seven times over the last few days. And he's good. He's amazing. He's so good. And you just, man, sorry. You just see in his face. Mm-hmm. You see in this 16-year-old kid's face, he's playing the drums. He's playing the most, maybe the most iconic song that his dad played drums for. His dad has passed away. I mean, the whole thing is just, how do you not bawl your eyes out when you watch the video? Super emotional. We actually want to find the video, and I'll post it on our social pages. But it is so good. It's so good. And you can just see he's so into it, and he's trying to honor his dad. And it's just on a huge stage, by the way. I mean, I don't know how many people were at this show, but it was like I, I mean, every time you watch him start to play that set, goosebumps. Goosebumps yep. for the rest of my life. So good. Also, I saw new research that uh, new parents, which is us, lose a full third of their sleep after having a baby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That just makes me sad reading Two, that. 2.35 in the morning. 2.35 this morning. I was watching SportsCenter and cleaning bottles. <laughs> That's what I was doing at 2.35 this morning. By the way, I don't wake up that early for this show. No. I wake up at like 4.45. Well, it's funny. We tag-teamed. Uh, last night was a weird night, but we were each up twice. Once you were up with yeah. our toddler and then our newborn twice, and then I was up with our newborn and our toddler twice. So it's just like, it's ins- are we alive right now? Are we alive? I have. How do we live? I have more milligrams of caffeine in my body than I'd like to admit. <laughs> so I think that's why. Those are some of your trending stories. It's time to make up or break up with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is a make up or break up. We are talking with Jared today. He went out with Taylor. He gave us a little spoiler alert. They said kiss on the cheek did happen. So there was hey, a kiss yo. on the cheek, which I kissed my grandma on the cheek. Not trying to discredit what Jared's doing, but uh, we'll talk to him now on Makeup or Breakup. All right, Jared. Sorry I compared your kiss to uh, Taylor as kissing my grandma, but here we are. How are you, man? <laughs> uh, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, tell us about Taylor. Uh, how many times have you gone out? You know, how'd you meet? Any potential um, red flags from your side? Yeah, so um, actually Taylor and I, we met on a dating app. 
and um, we, you know, had been trying to link up for a minute. Um, and finally, you know, we both had had some time and were in the same place at the same time. So we scheduled a date, went out to dinner. It was really nice, actually. Uh, we had dinner, drinks. It was like a good vibe. Um, and then she was like, hey, we could go back to my place and have some more drinks. So, like, obviously that was a sign that, you know, we were both feeling the situation. Um, I went back with her. And then, yeah, like, it, it was great. And when I went to leave, um, you know, I, I gave her a kiss on the cheek. Like, I didn't want to be too forward. Um, and also she, you know, she seemed like a little bit more reserved. So yeah, so we finished with a kiss on the cheek and then I, and then I left and she was like, yeah, definitely, uh, let's do this again. So I felt like we both were, you know, just as interested as each other. Um, mm-hmm. and now it's been, uh, several weeks and she's just disappeared. Like several weeks. Oh, wow. Wow. no response to my messages or my call. Um, and that's it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get some answers and figure out what, what happened. Well, okay, so what did you guys do at her place? So you you go, and then what, I mean, you, you guys are just visiting, talking. Like, tell me a little bit about so, what, what that was like. Yeah, so she, she had talked about how she had a pretty, like, sweet, like, whiskey collection. And, um, you know, I love whiskey. And so we, we talked, we made, like, old fashions and had a couple of those. And it was just good. We were having a really good conversation. Um, and then it was just getting late, and it was kind of like, you know, I I obviously didn't want to overstay my welcome or anything. So I was like, I'm going to get going. And mm-hmm. um, she was like, okay, yeah, like, let's do this again. This was so much fun. And, you know, it was a good vibe. And then um, that's when I kissed her on the cheek and then, I, and then I left. I wonder if maybe she wanted more than a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Did I'm wondering. That I thought about that after. And, like, you know, I just, I felt like at least in this way, it's like if she's really interested, we'll obviously go out again. And then the next time we go out, then obviously we would, Make a move. you know. Yeah. Do do more, but like I just I just didn't want to be so forward, and then her be like, whoa, whoa, like what you know, what do you think this? Is? You know, you know, yeah, how yeah, it can sure. Be. So oh, I appreciate I just, it was that. Kind yeah, of like reading good. the vibe, and and so that's what it was. Okay, a lot of vibes. He keeps yeah, talking about a lot vibes. of vibes. <laughs> Did you say vibes a lot during yeah, your day? I <laughs> caught a vibe. Caught a vibe. <laughs> baby, you <laughs> He starts singing that. That's why. That's what it was. It's a that's, sweet song. <laughs> it's, it's an awesome song, Jared. All right, man. So uh, let's play a song. Let's come back. Let's call Taylor, all right? Sounds good. Thank okay. you, guys. Kiss on the cheek. Maybe she wanted more, but then you don't go like, oh, I wish I would have kissed me more, and then you never talk to him for several weeks. Yeah, so. it's kind of a stretch. Uh, we've got Taylor's number. We'll talk to her when we come back. Make up or break up with Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is uh, make up or break up. Here we go. We're about to talk to Taylor. Uh, we just talked to Jared, and he has not heard back from Taylor in several weeks. Uh, at the end of the date, he did kiss her on the cheek, so... There was obviously during the date there was that attraction, which is good. Um, but now, when you're talking about several weeks, that's not just like a yeah, oh, I've been busy. Several weeks. No I should one, have spec- yeah. We should have specified exactly. Yeah. What is several in your mind? So a couple is two. That always means two. Whenever uh, you several, say a couple, I feel like is more than four. I always I think like, seven. I feel like a few is four. Yeah. Seven. Anytime someone says se- uh, several, I always think of seven. Because you're getting sev- yeah, several. Yeah, I think that's what seven, happens. Yeah. We'll find out. We've got Taylor's number. Let's talk to Taylor. Hello. Hello. Is this is this Taylor? This is she. She's calling. Taylor, hi. This is uh, our names are Joey and Lauren in the morning. We're a morning radio show. We wanted to give you a call because uh, someone that listens to our I know this is weird, but someone that listens to our show went on a date with you and has not heard from you in several weeks 
And so he wanted us to call you because we help people with relationships. He thought on you disappeared. And so you have not wait, disappeared. Wait, is we're this referring a prank to prank or something. No, 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 no. no. We're a real, we're real people. It's a real show, and we really do this. So basically, on our show, um, we do something we call make up or break up. Where hey, you go on a date with somebody, you think you had a great time, they never text you again. You want to know what's going on, and if they won't respond to you, we will call them. Right, and we're referring to Jared, by the way. Um, he really mm. likes you. He's like, I think Taylor disappeared. Clearly, you haven't. Thank and, goodness. Um, he wants to know why you've kind of dropped contact with him. Maybe you could tell yeah. us so we could tell him. Um, well, it was, um, we went on this date and it was nice and we had a nice time, good conversation, but, um, and I didn't really notice this as much, um, over dinner, but he, he kept clearing his throat and then, um, which is not that big a deal, but then as soon as we got to the parking lot from, the restaurant, he spat in the street. He like, spat. Just hocked a big old loogie okay. in the street. And, and, like, just didn't say anything. Just, like, kept talking, having mm-hmm. a conversation as we had been. And it was just very off-putting. And I was like, okay, uh, I guess that's a one Um And then we ended up going back to my place and... Um, and then he went, we're, we're just talking, and he got up from my couch, went over to my kitchen to spit in my sink. Ew, okay. Gross. Well, okay, it's a little... Was well, he sick? Yeah, like, did he have allergies or something? I actually tried to give him the benefit of the doubt with that one, and, and I asked, and he, and he didn't really say anything. He just kind of laughed and went to spit in the sink again. It was really so. Weird. Okay, so he spits in your sink twice. That's very. That's a little odd. I, you know what I'm thinking about? That's I gross. have. I have a person in my mind. I'm. Th- I'm not going to give first and last names because Lauren hates that. But I know a guy that I grew up with. His name is Jake, and he spits all the time. So you're saying this is a trait? I think for, it's a trait. I think Jared? some people just spit a lot. And Jared is a spitter. But my question is why it's not like he voted for a different person or has totally different beliefs than you. Yeah, the but guy if it's spits. a turnoff, it's a turnoff, right? Is, is that what you're saying? It's, yeah, it was just really, really not sexy. It's phlegm, though. I mean, you uh, got to get the ew, phlegm out. Ew, it's just saying phlegm. phlegm. Ew. Sorry, did I offend you, Taylor, when I said phlegm? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to think the band's spitting. I mean, it... I, I don't know. How I excessive, mean, though, Taylor? How uh, many times? If you could count, how many times was this happening? Um, I, you know something? I lost count after a while. Wow. Okay. He had to have been happening. And, like, he just didn't even say anything about well, it. Well, maybe. That's normal. When, which is if, weird. I'm, I'm wondering if he was sick because you're right. If you have a cold or something and you get all that mucus, you just constantly are spitting or blowing your nose. I think going in your sink, that's mm-hmm. a little rude. I will say, like, I've never been like, oh, I'm at a stranger's house. You know, I'm not like, it's not a spittoon. Um, exactly. Okay. Sick. He shouldn't have gone out on the that, date. That's also, that's also a good point. Very true. We can get an answer, though, because Jared is actually with us on the other oh, line. God. Yeah, no, it's okay. So, Jared, <laughs> you spat in her... Is it spat, spitted? I don't know what the past tense spoot. is. You, you <laughs> spoot in her sink, man. What are you doing? So, Jared, can you explain yourself? Why are you spitting so much? Yeah, I mean, I guess now that, you know, hearing it back, obviously that's not a not a good look. I'm not like a 
like a, a habit sitter. <laughs> um, I actually uh, was recovering from a sinus infection, but like I was fine. I wasn't sick, and I didn't want to say that I was sick because people get like cr- freaked out or or whatnot. Oh, and okay. honestly, like I didn't. I, I I think I might have done it twice. I, I I don't know. She said she lost count. I feel like that's a bit dramatic, but okay. um, you know, I I obviously wasn't like. You know, just doing it to do it. I, I was kind of like clearing my my sinus, which is obviously not attractive, but um, that's kind of what happened. And also another reason as to why I didn't like fully go in for like you know uh, a mouth to mouth kiss. Like I kissed her on the cheek because I was also like you know whatever. Like it's cool. If this is really um, something here. We'll hang out again, and by then I'll be feeling better, and you know we can uh, go yeah, for it. Sw- but, um, swapping spit maybe for real. You know oh, what I mean? I think, oh. I think it seems a bit shallow <laughs> to like completely uh, disappear uh, just because of that. Like, if that was something that really turned you off, you could have easily texted me that. Like, yeah, you could have told me that you were sick. Well, I, I I wasn't really sick. I was actually I felt fine. It's just I had like bouncing a back sinus infection. Sinus infection. Yes, like the but end of it, you, you know? did say that you refrained from kissing her on the lips just in case. Well, just until in case it's kissing on the lips. You got to do a bounce okay, back. Okay, but if you're still hanging on, either way. I'm just trying to say, Jared, if you are on a date with someone and they do something that kind of grosses you out. Pick their nose. Couldn't you understand? Like, yeah, I don't think I want to go out with them again. If it's something that grossed you is, out. Is spitting on the same level yeah, of picking your nose? I would just tell them, like, when they reached out, hey, do you want to see each other again? So, oh, you know, it's not really not really a match, but good luck. You'd like, say, no, you're in yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lauren, like, it's you completely... <laughs> Yeah, you know, especially because we had a good time. It wasn't like it was a bad. Sure, time. I felt sure. like we had a good time. True. You know? So, um, and it ended on a on a positive note. She seemed happy. She didn't seem put off when it happened. You know, so it was just kind of like I guess my thing is like, why do people have to just like just be more direct? Ghost. And say, yeah, hey, sure. I'm turned off. Okay. It didn't work out. Good luck. Done. This from the guy who was recovering from a sinus infection and just. That in my sink without saying anything. When you when you describe it like that, Taylor, it does sound pretty bad. Coming back from a sinus infection, spitting in your sink, Taylor. Do you want to give spit in the sink and not on the ground? That's true. <laughs> do you want to give Jared the spitter another chance, or is this too much that you've got these loogies in your sink? It's a lot. Okay, it's a lot of. Lem. It's, it's a lot, a lot of lem. I'm actually now feeling bad for Jared. Jared? I'm feeling bad. Yeah. Why he not? Means well. When you get totally sinus infection free, you're done spitting. We'll try to hook both <laughs> of you guys up with a free date. All right. I mean, I, if you know Taylor's down, I am. Like, I don't think she's down, man. I think she she basically we'll hook you up yeah. with someone else. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out, out something. <laughs> Your mornings start here. This is Joey and Lauren on demand. Time for Would You Rather Wednesday with Joey and Lauren. It's Joey and Lauren. It is uh, Would You Rather Wednesday time. So uh, every Wednesday we answer your Would You Rather questions. You text them in to 68719. We find the best ones for the show. Here we go. This text says, Joey and Lauren, would you rather spend the rest of your life with a sailboat as your home or an RV as your home? Oh, man. RV. I would think RV. But my greatest nightmare of parallel parking and just parking in general. <laughs> That's true. I'm a terrible. That would be a huge like, problem for you. Parking and me don't get along. We're not friends. Especially big vehicles. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anything bigger than my car. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And an RV. Can you imagine me parking an RV? No, I can't. Like, I, sounds I, like a nightmare. I don't think I'd ever park it. I think I'd just drive around in circles. Yeah, but living in a sailboat, are you constantly sick? 
I mean, sailboats yeah, aren't that big. Yeah, I know they have like little underquarters. No, that you know are what nice, I do? But... I put my sailboat, I dock it at some nice dock in San Diego, and that's my life. And I never take, in fact, I, because I you also, never I'm, not, I'm not great at uh, docking things. I'm not great at docking boats or parking. I'm basically not good with vehicles. And so, that's true. Basically, anytime someone wants to go, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I just went out yesterday. Let's just keep it here on the dock. And that's what I would do. <laughs> also, you want to talk about the inner circle? Of being a sailor and the inner circle of being an RV person, sailors. Much different society. Yeah, that's pinkies out, man. That's fancy. It really is. That's fancy life. You have to wear an ascot, yep. right? And you have to wear some sort of linen. Linen. Yeah, you got to have those baggy linen pants. Navy blue stripes. Yeah. And the only thing with RVs, you just got to eat like Ooh, Cheetos or something. If you live on a sailboat, you can wear one of those captain's hats and it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. And plus, no one names their RV. People name their sailboats and it's always like, Lady Majestic. Okay, what are you naming your sailboat? Ooh, gosh. Wow. These are questions I did not expect to have to answer on the show. Name your sailboat. Um, <laughs> Lady Luck. And what's your RV? Bert. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Does that make Bert. sense? Yeah, yeah, Bert. That sounds like an RV name. That makes sense. I still would live on Bert. I would live on an RV because I'm on the ground. I'm grounded. I'm not on a, on the ocean. I mean, I guess you I just take to it deal to with a, any of that. It'd be nice. You go to a campground, Absolutely. right? You're right, right there in the wilderness, but you still have a toilet. Well, that's the thing. You got to clean that out, and I don't want to do that. Oh yeah, that's that can't be fun pumping that out. So what if do you, you do on a, a sailboat? I think you just go in the water. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I would just do that. <laughs> this text says, would you rather suddenly be elected as a senator or suddenly become a CEO of a major company? Oh, I'm not I'm not touching politics with a 10-foot pole. No freaking way. I couldn't do oh, it. But CEO, all of a sudden, now you got to deal with yeah, maybe okay thousands with of employees. You know what hundreds? I would do if I was the CEO? I would sell the company. I'm like, hey, I'm going to sell the company. I'm going to take my lump sum and I'm going to go retire. But if you can't sell the company because you're the CEO and you're not the owner. Okay. Or the founder. Yeah, I think I can handle it. I could do a couple of TED Talks every once in a while, you know? Like, I'd be, I'd just be <laughs> Mr. Motivational. I wouldn't give you any nuts and bolts of the company. I'd just be like, seize the day, guys. Seize the day. And then I'd walk out. Make good choices. Yeah, but it, but politician, are you kidding me? Uh, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Absolutely not. I could never... Ever be in politics. I didn't even want to run oh, for student yeah. council in high school. And I went to a tiny school. That's how much I couldn't do politics. Was it like the same family? All the, the same line of kids? Well, it was just, the, it was the same kids. The the kids yeah. that got the straight A's were the were the ones that ran for student council and also were the ones that were good at sports. They kind of did everything. I feel, I feel like we've had this uh, question before, but would you rather move to a new city or town every week or never be able to live the city or town you were born in? That's good because uh, yeah. your hometown has that that feel and that vibe that you love that Can you want to go visit? back to and visit. No, I can't no, visit. You can't. You can't visit. So you either so, stay there forever or you have to move to a new place every week. Man, uh-uh. that's I tough. can't move every yeah, week. Yeah, I don't think I can move every week either. So I'm just going to have to deal with it. I mean, I would be bummed out because my parents are never going to leave my hometown. So my parents are never leaving. So my parents are always going to have to come visit me. I will never be able to go visit my parents. And that would be tough. Because as they get older, they're not going to want to drive. Well, and moving every week? Oh, yeah. That's, that's not fun. It's too much. That's not fun. And those are your Would You Rather questions. You're waking up with Joey and Lauren in the morning. I love learning things. I mean, I don't like learning, like, important things. I like learning stupid, random things. <laughs> okay. And I learned something over the weekend. And this is what's crazy. I read this article about it. And then... 
I was watching the Elvis movie, and the Elvis movie points out this fact too. And I was like, I never thought about this. Do you know? And I don't know if you've ever asked the question: What happens when celebrities go to the hospital? Like, do cele- when celebrities like if a celebrity I've never has asked to go? Myself that you've no. never thought about that when a super duper celebrity has to go to the hospital, right? I'm sure a lot of times they can have medical people come to their house, but let's say they have to go to the hospital. Do they get treated like anybody else? Do they just get put in a hotel room or a, like a regular hospital room? They or better they- be treated like everybody else. Do you know that many hospitals have VIP patient rooms for Shut celebrities? Up. VIP? To- yes. And then watching the Elvis movie, there's a moment where Elvis is in the hospital and they talk about how he has this giant suite in the hospital. If you didn't notice, I that. didn't remember that. Yeah. I mean, I saw the movie, but I remember I they must covered they they covered the windows with uh, aluminum foil to block out the sun, and it also oh was the symbol that he was gosh. there. All these things. So check this out. I was reading this article. There are VIP patient rooms, and this article says VIP patient rooms are they real? In many hospitals, they are real. They cost way more money, but celebrities can stay in VIP hospital rooms. So let me ask you this. VIP hospital room, does that just mean their room is nicer? Maybe there's better air conditioning. Maybe it's a bigger room. Or do they actually have better service from nurses and doctors? Because that's messed up. Listen to this, all right? Here's a hospital. It's a luxury three-bedroom, two-bath suite. What? Beautiful living and dining areas with sweeping views of the city. Uh, Wait when they're admitted. Uh, Kate Hudson, Victoria Beckham, and the Kardashians have all experienced a posh treatment when receiving their babies in this hospital. Must be somewhere in Southern California. How about this? Affluent patients receive meal delivery from private hospital chefs. They don't even have to deal with hospital food. What the heck is going on? This is a real thing. Does that just feel messed up like yeah. i get it you got your first class or your private jet there's there's different things where we're separated right yeah where you've got your your fancy schmancy people on one end of the plane and then the rest of us schlubs on the other end of the plane but healthcare, the hospitals and i i didn't i never thought surprising. about it and then i was reading this thing all about how yes like many hospitals not all hospitals but many hospitals have a private it's not advertised and when you when you get booked they never ask you you've never been asked do you want to stay in a regular room Do or a VIP room? Do I look like room? someone who would need to be asked that? No. I know, but why not? If, if it's an option, why don't they offer it? Apparently, a lot of them are like $4,500 per night. So it's going to cost you a lot more. It's not as much as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like four, four, four to 5000 per uh per hospital night stay. But they're VIP, different food. They get different food than regular hospital food. Wow. Huge rooms, the so, whole thing. So hang on. What happens if, uh, say, Beyonce falls and has to be rushed to the emergency room? Got it. So they're rushing. Does she have a fancy ambulance ride, too? I mean, here's the thing. If Beyonce, and I'm just using her as an example, if she falls and has to go to the hospital, how do we know that there's even a room available? And how do they know it's Beyonce? And when you What call- if she passes out and they haven't ID'd her yet? And then all of a sudden she's sitting in a regular e- ER room? Is yeah, she going to wake up and be so. like, <gasps> I think there's something. And who makes that call? Do the paramedics, when they show up, they say, hey, send her to the fancy place? And listen, I understand about crowds and like, if Beyonce, if I'm in the emergency room lobby and Beyonce's sitting there, that may cause more chaos than the hospital wants, right? Then somebody with a broken leg's like running over to like, Beyonce, you know? Whatever, Let's take right? a selfie. But also this idea that like, oh, don't worry. Celebrities get their own special rooms in hospitals while we're, you know, slumming it. That what just seems weird. Although it kind of makes sense when you think about it. I've never, 
I've never assumed any time I'm walking through the halls of a hospital that I might run into a big name. No, but you got. You know I mean, what I mean? They, but like, yes, there are plenty of opportunities where celebrities have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, they they can, I'm sure they can get a lot of doctors that show up to their house. But like, if they're having surgery, they have to go to a hospital. Well, you've heard about some of these celebrities going to like these super fancy schmancy like rehab facilities. Yeah, yeah. That are like meant for the elite. Sure. To and go that, to, and that almost makes more yeah. sense because it's like a treatment facility. It's planned most of the time. They kind of know they're going. But a, a random trip to the hospital, it's kinda, an emergency. This reminds me when the Kardashians hired private firefighters to make sure their mansion was okay. And it's one of those right. things where you go like, boy, that, that, that sounds weird when you say it. And when you hear about VIP hospital rooms for celebrities, it sounds weird. Yeah. Do I get it? I mean, I guess maybe, but also it seems very odd. I guess it makes sense because I don't think I would ever be in a situation where I'm delivering a baby in the same hospital. But why with the not? Room next like, door is some famous person. But they're basically a baby. saying you delivering a baby, you're going to have a regular experience. But if Beyonce is having a baby, she needs to have a nice room. Why? You're go- you're both going through the same thing. You're pushing out a baby. She's probably getting better meds. She's yeah, probably, probably. She's probably getting a massage. They probably don't have to deal with that food or anything like that. Also, if, if you're a celebrity and you call 911, do you say who is, like, injured or who's having the you emergency? You say who you are. Yeah, like, so let's say Beyonce, why, why we're still why using are we, Beyonce, why I don't are know. We using it's Beyonce. easy, we're here. So Beyonce is having a medical emergency. Jay-Z calls 911. Do you think he name drops Beyonce? No, he think- just goes, Hova. And then yeah. they know who it is. Yeah, and then they go, hey, it's Jay-Z. <laughs> but, like, honestly, because really you could be like, hey, my wife is on. Like, I wouldn't call 911 and say, my wife Lauren right. from you the radio say, show. You would no. say, my wife has had an accident. Exactly. Do you think when Jay-Z called 911, he he drops Beyonce's name in he hopes that it'll help out? He absolutely does. And that's messed in up. In fact, I bet you celebrities don't even call 911. It's probably 711. It's probably some random number. We should call 711 the reg. <laughs> Which celebrity's in danger? This is this is emergency response for celebrities. It's messed up. Fix my life. Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is time for Fix My Life. So if you have a problem in your life you need it fixed, we do it on the show. We got Andrew with us. Andrew torn between the loves of his life. Mm. Are we dealing are we dealing with secrets and lies and deception? Not exactly, but uh, two people he loves a lot, and he feels they're kind of pitted against each other. So, Andrew, good morning, man. Welcome to Fix My Life. Okay, what's happening here? Um, so, yeah, I'm calling. I got a little issue here I could use some advice on. Yeah. Um, so I've got a couple kids. They're older now. They're about 8 and 11. Um, and I have an ex-wife. We've been divorced for a while. We're on good terms. Um, but I have a girlfriend now. And I've been with her for about three years, okay. and I really like her. You know, I love her, um, and I'm I'm planning to propose. I'm, that's what I'm thinking about doing. Okay. The problem is, um, my kids like hate her. Gosh. Um, oh, that like is a big problem. Hate okay. is a strong word, but you're saying you would you would describe it as they hate her. They really dislike my girlfriend. Okay, got it, got it. And it's it's been a weird kind of. Um, it's confusing for me because she's really nice to them. I mean, from what I've seen, I haven't seen her be mean to them or anything like that. Um, they, on the other hand, you know, they don't want to listen to her. They talk back to her. They say rude stuff to her um, to the point I've even had to, like, sit them down 
and, you know, tell them, like, look, this is you know, someone important in my life. Um, you know, she's trying to be a, a good parental figure in the household, and you guys are being disrespectful. And so basically, like, I just, I, I don't know what to do because I, I want my kids to, you know, uh, appreciate their stepmother, future stepmother, and get along with her and like mm-hmm. her. But currently they don't. So I I don't know what to do. You know, I love my girlfriend and I want to marry her, but I'm thinking about my kids, too. Yeah, yeah that is so hard because obviously your kids are like the major part of your life. Like they're your kids. And then obviously mm-hmm. you want love and you found love and you want to pursue that. Um, that's tough. Do your kids say like, do they specify why they don't like her or do they even give you a reason? Um, n- Not really. I mean, they just kind of act, you know, just like like she's an enemy like automatically and i will say that she is the only person i've dated since the divorce my ex-wife yeah child resentment of you know that they don't want you know the the break the divorce is hard for them sure and so I'm, i'm thinking of it in that way too but i i just don't know what to do yeah well there's there's your answer first girl you've dated since the divorce yeah, um, he's and, been consistent. It's not yeah, like he's been bouncing around no, 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 I know, but relationship after relationship. An 11-year-old and an 8-year-old, right? Those are the ages? Yeah. Okay, so I, I know you're not doing this. I mean, I hope not. Let me, I guess, let's just clarify. You're not, you don't say things to them like, hey, she's going to be like another mom to you guys, or she's going to be your, like, Have you've never hinted towards kind of like she's your new mom or anything like that? Yeah, not really. I mean, she lives with me, so. Okay. That- that I think is like we've already crossed that step of you know we're in the same household. Because if they if they're, they're get, yeah if they're getting the feeling house. that this is this is the this is supposed to be the mom replacement, mm-hmm. then of course they're gonna hate her. And I they're also yeah. eleven and eight, and they're dealing with a divorce and this new mother figure in yeah. their life, and they feel like you're yeah. you're not my. You're not my birthmark. Like, there's just a lot that goes there on. There is, in that. but also, I. It's been several years because if you guys have been dating but for three also years, eleven and eight. That is true, and that's what I was gonna say. Is for me, my experience with divorced parents. I was one when my parents got divorced, so I don't remember any of that. It's kind of all I know. Yeah, your kids have kind of lived through it, so there are some emotions. There's some stress. There's some struggles, and they love their mom and they love their dad. And to see any disruption is is hard. I almost wonder. And I'm just throwing this out there. I almost wonder if their attitudes will change once you do marry her, right? Like maybe right yeah. now they're kind of in their minds are thinking, oh, it's dad's girlfriend, dad's girlfriend. Yeah. And then they have some, I don't know, animosity towards her. But once it's like a permanent situation where they're like, oh, okay, sure. she is married to my dad. Let me respect that. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, I could hope for that for sure. I was going to say, I mean, I would even be interested in having another child um, with my girlfriend if she becomes my sure. wife and- Maybe that would even bond us all together too. You know, they have a younger brother, sister. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, you know. No, I think it's natural first and foremost. The, here's the problem: is you never want to upset your kids intentionally, and you never want to be like, "Yeah, my kids hate this decision, and I'm still going to make it." But also, I would be weary, even though you're your kids, I would be weary of putting. All your big life decisions, which, by the way, proposing to your girlfriend is a big life decision. Getting married and remarried, huge life decision. But I would be worried about 
overvaluing the opinion of an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old because they're 11 and 8. They're your kids. Of course, they're your life. You love them. But I'm also saying I think of how I reacted to things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an 11-year-old or an 8-year-old yeah. may say, I hate you, Dad, when they've had a bad – when you ground them for a weekend or something like that. It. They don't mean they actually hate yeah. you and yeah, they but, don't – you know, I but think – But what if the question is – should you do this even though your kids don't like her? That's like, the question I we're going to ask. I wonder people. if some people are going to say, mm, "Nope, sorry, you red have to flag, wait till they're on red board. flag, don't don't propose because your kids are more important." Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that, uh, Andrew. Let's ask the question: um, If your kids did not like your new girlfriend or didn't want you to get married, would you make sure they're a hundred percent on board? Maybe they give you a halfway, like fine, I guess, or. Do you not care? And you're like, follow yeah, this heart. is my life. I follow my heart. Right. 68719, you can call us as well. Andrew, will let some people weigh in, okay? Mm-hmm. Fix My Life. Joey and Lauren in the morning. It's Joey and Lauren. It is Fix My Life. So uh, we were, we're trying to help out Andrew. So Andrew is uh, dating a girl, and he wants to get engaged, and his kids do not, they, they just hate the idea. They hate the whole thing. And they he's don't like, like her. So he's like, he yeah. He's like, my my kids hate my, is it girl? I can't remember. Okay, so he's thinking he about getting engaged. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, where? Do, how do I settle down, get remarried if my kids hate my new potential wife and my new spouse? And how do you handle that? So we asked you to text us. We're going to read some of those. Uh, but Danny called in and says, guys, I swear I have a story that'll beat Andrews that I don't know if it'll help him, but at least work for me. So, Danny, we're excited. Thanks for joining us. Okay, uh, you were in a very similar situation, it sounds like. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's actually the same exact situation. About, like, six years ago, I, I did get remarried. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what happened with me and that ended up working out is that I didn't tell my kids anything. And my kids were about, like, six and a half and eight and a half at that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the day of our wedding, I literally woke them up and said, hey, kids, go get ready. And they're like, for what, mommy? And I didn't tell them what, what it was for. Then we got there. They saw me get married. <laughs> they went to the whole party. Wait, you shocked? Wait a second, they Danny. They were buzzing. Yeah, they you, loved They the didn't day. even they know? So fun. They didn't know. I didn't tell them a thing. So wait, you, you shocked? Oh. You, you woke your kids up, said, get dressed, Mama's and then it married. was your wedding. Yep, exactly. Well, now, Danny, okay, you are. Wow. They had so much fun, oh especially gosh. Kylie. She's the girl, and she loved the dress I picked for her. They were dancing all night. So, they ate great food. There was other kids at the wow. they, they had a great Danny, it was a positive experience. For okay, them. so they, they liked it. It was. I mean, that's like the ultimate surprise birthday on steroids. I guess yeah, so. Exactly. so, Danny, <laughs> let me ask you did Did they know you were dating somebody? Yeah, they knew there was another man in the house, and you know, he was there. But you and so were just, they just eventually wow. got used to him, and they love him now. They but love they didn't Tom. really like him before. Mm, they were like awkward around him. Like got they didn't it. know how to act around him. And Band-Aid. I could tell that Whoa. there wasn't really a connection there. Danny, you know, this know is what, shocking. What, or who he was. Danny, you know, I think we're yeah, I think we're gonna call this the band-aid method, which is basically like listen, <laughs> instead of why sit your kids down and say, Mommy wants to get married again, this is not gonna be your new dad, this is just you know, he's gonna be your stepdad. I like found love. you decided yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they can't say no when they're at the wedding. They're not going to Here, freak out. Here's where I am actually impressed and equally surprised, Danny, is that as you went through a proposal, an engagement, an entire probably wedding planning 
time, however long it took, you know, wow, months, maybe, yeah. I don't know. You went through all of that without your kids having any idea that mom was getting married. And then the morning of, you're just like, let's go. We have somewhere to be. And you were the one getting married. That's shocking. And also a lot of parents, they'll sit down with their kids and they'll ask almost permission. Like, would yeah. you be okay with Danny's it? like, no, this is my heart. That's awesome. I've got to follow my heart. Danny, uh, <gasps> that is, I mean, you're Hall of Fame right there. Hall of Fame or Hall of Thank Shame, you. depending on <laughs> opinions. Some people I'm are going to think, yeah. it worked out good. Yeah, That's I'm good. glad it did. I, I guess the negative would have been your kids freak out at the wedding. But I don't know. I mean, you were pretty much, your decision was made up by that point. Yeah, and it was it went well, you know, like it worked for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Well, Danny, thanks for the call. You're going to help Andrew out a lot, all right? I hope so, yeah. Yeah, awesome. That's uh, Danny joining us. That is, she was right. I was, you know, we, we were told right before we brought her on, this story's going to this story's gonna make Andrew seem like no big deal, small Something potatoes. It tells me that Andrew is not going to take that I, advice I, and do the you, surprise wedding. No. Could you surprise your two kids at your actual wedding day that you're getting married and not tell them? I don't. I don't think I could. It also depends on the ages, too. So my mom got remarried when I was, like, four, and I remember being the flower girl at the wedding. But I think at that age, I'd probably be like, okay, like, yeah. not understanding what's going on. But at the ages of, what you say, six and eight or something, yeah. I would hold some resentment against my, my mom, I think. I, I want to read this text really quick. I think this is maybe the best one of the bunch because this is a pretty unique uh, angle here. This text says, what Andrew needs to do is get his ex-wife to approve and encourage the kids to be okay with it. An endorsement. An endorsement from the ex-wife. Yes. And I think of all the things we've seen, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, have a conversation. Yeah. A lot of people have said his girlfriend needs to, like, maybe knock down some of the, I don't know. The the barriers. Yeah, kind of that. Like, a lot of people have said, oh, your, you know, your girlfriend needs to sit them down and be like, hey, what do you not like about me? I don't know if that's healthy, but how about the, their mom, the kid's mom, your ex-wife, Giving the endorsement and being like, kids, it's going to be okay. I'm still your mom. She's going to well, help out. Well, he said out. they're still on good terms. Yeah. Right? Is that what he yeah, said? Yeah, I thought he said they're on good terms, so get that endorsement. Well, what about the uh, the girlfriend? I do see a lot of the texts that are saying, you know, sit down with yeah. them and talk to them. But what if she did something one-on-one with the kids where yeah. dad's not always trying yep. to put her up on a pedestal and then it's just real yeah. between the two yeah, of them? Yeah, a lot of people said, of like, take the kids out, do yeah, something yeah. fun with them where they can get that bond. Keep texting us. It's Joey and Lauren. Your mornings start here. This is Joey and Lauren on Demand. Wake up laughing with Joey and Lauren. It's Joey and Lauren, and on this show, we like to help you out by making you more likable. That's right. From two of the least likable people on planet Earth, we are helping you be more likable. Hopefully someone out there likes us. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh, you found the ways that you can become more likable, which, you know what, for some people... It's just like, it's it's tough. I have a friend of mine that would fully admit, he's like, I don't know why I rub people the wrong way. I feel yeah. like people don't like me. So I hope he's Think listening today. Think about attitude. Attitude is everything. And there are many times, I'm raising my hand, where I've got a lame attitude and I don't want to be talked to or maybe I'm coming off rude. You've heard of the resting you know what face. Maybe yeah. this is for you. If you struggle with getting people to like you based on your attitude... I've been there, don't worry. So these are tips to be more Mm -hmm. likable. Is that right? Easy ways to be more likable. Some of them are kind of surprising. Um, Like this one. How about showing your palms? I guess this is a way that people are going to like you better. Uh, The first place that people look when they meet someone is normally their eyes, but they say it's an evolutionary behavior that still persists is a survival mechanism to make sure the other person is not carrying weapons. So show your palms. Oh, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. Because then you're more likable. That's why say. I guess when uh, you know when people shake hands, you almost always use your right hand. 
It's because back in the day, people would shoot with the right hand. So to show you the weren't going to shoot them, do, yeah. you would shake your hand with huh. the right hand. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Okay, using someone's name. That's pretty self-explanatory. When you're talking to someone, call them by name. Makes them like you more. Oh. You're like it's showing like you're interest. Kind of, you're showing interest in them. You're kind of complimenting them. So if you want to be likable and someone's yeah. name is Frank, call them... Frank, how are you doing, they Frank? They also say that hearing your own name actually sparks up portions of your brain. So when someone says your name instead of just like, hey, you, or, you know, if they oh, actually well, say, say your you, name. If you want to be likable, don't say, hey, you. <laughs> yeah, don't say, hey, you. <laughs> There's a, you know what? It sucks when someone goes up and says, hey, you. That's that's never a good feeling. Hey, right. man. Hey, bud. Hey, dude. That's fine. But hey, you. How Ooh. about uh, novel questions? So they say boring conversations start with. What do you do for a living? Yeah. You know, just kind of those niche, those crutch questions. Um, but they say, instead, ask questions like, if you were a pizza topping, what would you be? Oh, that's e- easily, easily a great way to be more likable. More likable. You're I more like people that ask me those questions. Yeah. It also shows you're a lot more interested in them. If I say like, hey, how's work going? Yeah, it feels like it's kind of just like a softball toss, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Uh, vary your tone. So when you're um, talking, they say use some charisma. Think of going kind of up and down in your voice rather than the monotone, just hey, pure. hey, how are you? <laughs> That's gonna make me not like someone. And username <laughs> Chad, what's up? What kind of pizza topping yeah, would yeah, you yeah. be? If you were stuck <laughs> on a deserted island, what three items would you bring? Someone show them your we're, palms. We're, yeah, show yeah. them your palms. Check out my palms, man. Jazz hands, even better. Yeah. Okay, uh, hand gestures, speaking of that, they do say that uh, if you're using hand gestures, you're a little bit more likable. How about but the not finger the guns? But not hand gestures. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what about finger guns? Do you feel like you're more likable if you go like, hey, No, I feel Derek. like you're kind of corny if you do that. Finger guns? Yeah. Okay, I think so. How about the slight touch? They say there is a line, though, between creepy and effective here, so be careful. Okay, that's, I'll be honest, I think not, I'm not creepy. I'm admitting I'm not creepy. But I definitely think... That uh, I'm a I'm a toucher when it comes to oh, gosh. coworkers, and I, I better be careful how I say this. But like you're I, a toucher when it comes to coworkers. So what? okay, hold on, everyone. HR, if you're listening, I love you, but not like that. Romantically, <laughs> love you. I just love you. What I'm saying is like if I come up to someone, and be like like Peabody, our promotions guy, be like, hey P, and I'll like kind of slap him kind of on the shoulder, and then give him a little Thank like you for saying the shoulder shoulder massage. So you give him. Like Shoulder a quick, massage? Like a, like a one-handed, like, a like, yeah, like a squeeze. I squeeze Ooh, my coworkers. I would not like it. So we're married, in case anybody didn't know that, but we're we're married, so I this is, it's not an option yeah, for yeah. me to feel like that's weird. But if another coworker came up to me and put their hand on my shoulder and started rubbing my shoulders, that's weird. You should rethink that. I've known him for so long, though. I feel like he squeezes me. <laughs> Oh, gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to get fired. This is my last show. Maybe a small pat on the back or a touch of the elbow. That makes you more likable. A touch of the elbow makes you likable? Wait, does that mean you take your hand and you just touch Touch their their elbow? elbow? Or do you bump elbows? I'll tell you what's more creepy is touching someone's elbow. Going up to someone with your fingers and touching their elbow. (laughs) Think about Tickle their elbow. Think about someone (laughs) coming behind you and rubbing their elbow. How weird is that? That's super weird. Maybe don't do that one. Um, They say stand side on. 
Standing directly in front of a person can be perceived as confrontational. Oh, so they yeah, say that makes adjust sense. your positioning yeah. to where you're kind of standing to the side. Yeah, facing someone face to face does seem a little confrontational. Eye contact, that makes sense. Don't yeah. stare at somebody though. Yeah. And then smile. Obviously, smiling is a good way to be. If you want to be likable, smile. That seems to make sense. <laughs> I love that it's always upbeat, upbeat, and funny. Your mornings start here. <laughs> this is Joey and Lauren on demand.